the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Blue Darter Sports Central with your host, Roger Franklin Williams. Stay tuned for the latest updates on Blue Darter Sports, along with interviews with student-athletes, coaches, and more. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central. Roger Franklin Williams. It's great to be with you on a great Friday morning. Actually coming to you live from the studio here at 1520 WBZW. Have a great show for you today. It's great. We're very excited about many things today, especially about the resumption of Friday night football for the Apopka Blue Darters and through high schools across the state of Florida. Of course, Hurricane Erna has been a monumental event for all of us. It's been disruptive, I think, for every single person along the Florida Peninsula from Key West to Jacksonville. But it's great. It's a blessing to be kind of in the process of getting back to normal in all of our various personal lives and professional lives and responsibilities. And a big part of that right now is is for us uh, in a focus on Blue Darter Sports Central and at 1520 WBZW is a Popka Blue Darter football. And, of course, Irma has been you know, dramatically uh, disruptive for not just a Popka, but for many of the schools around the state of Florida in high school football. We have had literally three games impacted in a major way. Uh, the home game versus visiting Miami Norland before Irma even came was suspended at halftime with us leading. Uh, by, I believe the score was 14 to 8, might have been 14 to 6. John Perry will know. Um, and that game was never resumed. So that game is in total limbo, uh, limbo right now. No definitive answer. It's not in the books as a win or a loss. Um, then the following week, we actually had game, the big game, the huge game on the road at Lakeland High School. Coach Darlington's former alma mater um, was moved up to a Thursday from a Friday, and in fact, that game even had a lightning delay as well. Game was finished, and we did uh, lose a very thrilling game to that one by one touchdown, 42-35 to 35 in the waning moments. And then, of course, last week's games were just flat-out canceled. So so anyway, we're back Friday night. The good news is it's a Friday night home uh, game at Apopka. Now, one other residual, too, and in fact, Irma has impacted this week's game as well in that it was supposed to be the homecoming game at Apopka High School and homecoming festivities. Well, homecoming has actually been moved back several weeks to the West Orange, the week of the West Orange game. So, But anyway, the actual football game will be played tonight, kickoff 7 p.m. at Roger Williams Field. We're all eagerly anticipating that. Hopefully, as many of you as you can will come out and be there to support the Blue Darters as they get back on the field on Friday night. And of course, those who can't make it, we look forward to having you join us right here, Joe Ferraro and I on 1520 WBZW and of course, 1520WBZW.com and via the 1520WBZW phone app. But right now, we're pleased to be joined by John Perry. Okay, John's not not here. Okay, yet. Um, so anyway, we'll just continue to talk about the game tonight, and also want to let you know one of our wonderful partners on fifteen twenty WBCW and with a popular Blue Daughter football, of course is Steve White and Porky's Original Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka. And uh, as I said, you know everybody's been impacted some way by Hurricane Irma, either directly or indirectly. Well, Steve and Porky's were impacted very directly in that they were power went down and they were out of power for nine or ten days for over a week. And which, of course, is a devastating blow for any business, especially a restaurant business. Have some great news for you. Porky's is back up and going. 
Steve is there right now. They're um, you know serving, uh, getting ready to, to serve customers all day long. They opened on Wednesday, which I think is very appropriate because, as we all know, Wednesdays is Hump Day Wednesday at Porky's. It's a big day at Porky's. So, um, but anyway, I want to get the word out to everybody that Porky's Original Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka is now open. The power's on. The phones are working. Every, of course, the cooker's working. Everything is working at Porky's, and I encourage you to get over to see Steve and the gang at Porky's Original Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka. And I look forward to seeing you there as well. Now, but right now, let's go to John Peary, editor of the Apopka Chief and Planner. John, thank you for joining us today. Uh, Roger, thanks for having me. And it's very exciting. I don't know when I've been this thrilled. I'm always thrilled every Friday night about a high school football game and a Popka Blue Daughter football, but I know when I've been this thrilled because of what we've been through for the last three to four weeks. Oh, I know. It's 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 at least semi-normal. Uh, obviously, some of the issues still with the, with the field and the lighting and whatnot at Roger Williams Field, but... You know, it will be there will be a game. Uh, hopefully, the, the nice weather we've been having in the evening this whole week will at least semi continue, and it will not rain during the game. I know uh, they're saying forty, fifty percent chance of the rain, and uh, hopefully, it's a little earlier or not at all at at uh, Apopka High School this evening. Now, I do want to get into talking about Boone because I think that's a very interesting game. And as I mentioned before, you know, half the show kind of has to be qualifiers because everything that's been changed and moved around. But we're, the game will be, be played as scheduled, 7 p.m. kickoff at home. Right. But it will not be homecoming, which was originally scheduled. Homecoming, homecoming festivities, all that has been moved back uh, to later, most of which will be the week of the West Orange game. But, but anyway, um, Boone's an interesting game for a variety of reasons anyway. But I would like to start by talking about the last game that we played, which, of course, was a hugely anticipated game. It, was, it certainly lived up to expectations, an incredibly exciting game where we did lose on the road at Lakeland High School, which, of course, uh, is now well known that his coach, Darlington's alma mater, and also where he started his coaching career in a just an incredibly exciting game, 42-35. to 35. Can you share your impressions of that game? Yeah, you know, it's, as you might expect, in a forty-two thirty-five losses, some good, some not so good for Apopka in terms of uh, the on the field, you know, off the field. It was, you know, and there was a lightning delay, you know. So, it, fortunately, it was only by or so. You know that that wasn't a big issue, and, and even if it'd been ninety minutes, like it was against Norland, they would have finished that game. Uh, there would have been nobody saying they were hungry and, and couldn't couldn't continue like Norland did um, that that night uh, a week before. So anyway, um, you know, the first quarter we know was played literally within the Popkins thirty five yard line, uh, offensively, defensively, and. Popcorn came out of there with, with giving up three points. You know, blocked the first field goal. They made the second there, there with a few seconds left in the first quarter. And Popkin's defense was, was looking pretty stout. Uh, things changed. I, I'm not sure. I know there were a couple of kids uh, up front for a Popcorn defense who who didn't have serious injuries, but affected the uh, twisted ankles, that kind of stuff, affected their effectiveness, you know, affected their effectiveness. And, and uh, you know, guys, for whatever reason, it wasn't, they weren't able to show it up. And uh, obviously the run game became an issue, especially in the second half. Started a little bit in the second quarter, but, but as the game wore on, uh, that became apparent that uh, Parker's rush defense, which has always been stellar, uh, you know, and, and minus a game or two here and there, uh you know, was was uh, it's always been good, and and so uh, if you were going to be the popkin, you were going to do it through the air, like Timber Creek did last year in first round of playoffs. And but this this time, uh, Lakeland was able to run the ball for 346 yards, and uh, that's at least 200 more than I would have expected. Uh, you know, uh, in that situation, uh, Lakeland's a pretty good football team. I don't think they're the greatest team around, uh, their tradition-laden program, without a doubt, and maybe the most tradition and uh, has most tradition in the state. But uh, they're, they're, 
this year's team is, is pretty good, I think, but they're definitely beatable. Uh, in any case, they shouldn't be running 346 yards on a popka. Um That's got to be shored up. I don't, you know, now will Boone be able to, to hit, hit the hit those kind of numbers? I don't think so. I don't even think half of that. I'd be surprised if, if Boone's able to move the ball that much. Uh, what little I've seen of Boone on film, uh, quarterbacks, very average in terms of throwing the ball. They run. The offense they run is, is basically a pop because zero, uh, 2001 offense. So, uh, you know, that's got to be short up tonight. But, uh, the, the Lakeland game was, was quite a, quite a different game. It was moved up 24 hours because of the approaching hurricane. And then they had the lightning delay. And then you add in the, 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 uh, Excitement about Darlington and being at his, his alma mater and facing his old coach. Uh, it was it was a it was a I thought it was a, had a playoff atmosphere even on a Thursday night with a hurricane approaching. That, that that was one thing I remember, especially in the second half when it was it was like a, a heavyweight boxing match, big slug after big slug, just everybody landing both teams landing blows at least offensively, and uh, I you know it was it was definitely one that will be remembered and, and I know uh, that it would it will be on Rick Darlington's mind next year when, when the dreadnoughts come up to Apopka. No, I agree very much. It was a very, for, for those who just love football and love high school football, it was a an electric atmosphere. It was it was just a great atmosphere to to attend and to observe. As you said, you know, Lakeland's just got an incredible amount of tradition. I guess they've probably been an actual high school and been playing football. Well, I, I did see where they've been playing football for, for literally about, about a hundred years, 99 to hundred years, literally. And, um, you know, they're, uh, they're, they have a unique mascot, as you had mentioned before, the dreadnoughts, which is a, a big, big battleship that has its own history, how that came into being. They embrace it. Of course, uh, we actually saw el- elderly, uh, fans, including a one notable elderly gentleman that had a huge dreadnoughts hat <laughs> that he was wearing, uh, yeah. you know, kind of like the Cheeseheads oh, yeah. type hats and yeah. the Green Bay Packers. Exactly. Uh, they actually have a Dreadnought um, replica, which they bring out. And I just, you know, it's just obviously it was a town and a community that cares a lot about their their school and their high school football. And of course, like we do as well. And it was great to to, to see that atmosphere unfold, of course, with the, the numerous backstories about Coach Darlington's relationship there as well. Um, but and, and as you said, just a phenomenally exciting game on top of it. But we're going to have our break now. John, can you stay with us for a little bit longer? Sure, sure. Okay, great. We're going to go to a quick break, friends. We'll come back. We'll continue to speak with John Perry. And especially, we're very excited about Apopka Blue Daughter football resuming tonight at 7 p.m. at Apopka High School against the visiting Boone Braves. Of course, we want to encourage everybody to get out, be there, represent for the Blue Darters in person. If you can't be there in person, of course, Joe and I, Ferraro, will have the, 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 the game for you at 7, starting at kickoff 7 p.m. right here on 1520 WBZW. And you can hear it around online around the world at 1520WBZW.com and with the 1520WBZW phone app. Sponsored and presented by Florida Door Solutions as, as, as well as others. We'll be right back on Blue Daughter Sports Central with John Perry. So please stay with us. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. It's great to be with you today. We are coming to you live from the studio today. I do want to encourage you, though, and let you know that Porky's Original Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka, which is normally our home away from home for Apopka Blue Daughter football, um, is now open. Of course, Steve got hit hard by um, the power being out. He was out of, you know, Porky's was out of power for nine or ten days. Well, uh, just this week on Wednesday, they reopened. Everything's good. Everything's fine. Open for business and ready for you to come by and enjoy some great barbecue at Porky's. And, of course, there's a great front page story on post Irma aftermath in Apopka and with a picture of with the with the inside story of the Porky's situation and Steve White's picture on this week's edition of the Apopka Chief and Planner. And I salute um, you know John as the editor of the chief and 
publisher John Ricketts and everybody at the Chief for that great story as well as all the great coverage they do of our hometown Apopka. Also want to let you know that Blue Darter Sports Central is sponsored by friends over at Charlie Granger's Hot Dogs, Brisket, and Barbecue. And Charlie Granger's has 19 varieties of hot dogs, all kinds of other great food in a wonderful, casual atmosphere. I encourage you to get over to see Charlie Granger's as well. Get over to see Ken and everybody over at Charlie Granger's. We'll be back there soon uh, for another broadcast as well. And we'll tell you more about that a little bit later. Appreciate their support of Apopka Blue Daughter Football and 1520 WBZW. Now let's go back to John Peary, editor of the Apopka Chief and Planner. And John, why don't we talk a little bit more about the Lakeland game? Because, you know, as you said, just um, as you kind of gave your account, is it was it was an interesting game in that it evolved, you know, in the early stages, it was very kind of sloppy, especially kind of on our end, uh, kind of sluggish, not much offense. And the next thing you know, in the second half, it was just uh, you know an eruption of offense on both teams. Teams trading touchdowns, teams going for ex- going for two points on extra points, sometimes making them, sometimes not making them. It just added a just a, a really a, it was as you said, it was just like a heavyweight fight uh, uh, where two guys are just really just going after each other and punching each other, and you know they landed one more blow than we did before the the time ran out. Um, in fact, we scored with about four minutes left, and, and they got one but before the game was over. Uh, but now one of the things, and you talked about the, the run defense, which, as you said, normally has been a tremendous strength for us, and you know, they got they actually got you know, gashed uh, for a lot of yardage and some touchdowns. But the offense, once again, you know, which is kind of a, you know, our signature, uh, once again was, was, was very good uh, uh, overall and had some big plays on offense. Can you give us, how, from your perspective, how the offense is evolving? Because as we knew, going into the season, we had a veteran offensive line, but um, you know, most of the running backs and, and, and receivers were, 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 were either first-year players um, or young players. And, of course, uh, uh, you know, young Darlington is not a first-year player. He's, he, got a, he started last year as a wide receiver. I think he was actually the second-leading wide receiver, but, but he's still just a sophomore. But then a lot of the other guys, Cornelius Williams, Jacorian Davis-Hamilton, um, of course, uh, the young freshman Eric Wright, those guys are first-time starters when they appear in the lineup. So, you know, didn't know quite what to expect. Give us your thoughts on how, how things have, have progressed to this point. Well, I, you know, we know the topical running game, Roger, is going to be very good, um, especially with that veteran offensive line you mentioned. Uh, <clears throat> that's not the issue, I, I think. And, of course, against some better defenses, they're going to struggle. They're just like, you know, when it doesn't matter how good you are, there's going to be times where things don't click and, and that type of thing. Uh, the one thing I did notice with Lakeland defensively is I thought they covered or played the counter play, uh, Popkins counter that where they hand off to Cornelius Williams as the wing back and he gets it uh, you know, from the right side and runs to the left or vice versa. That basic counterplay, they, they Lakeland defended that as well as anybody has in a while. Um, that's generally a, a sure thing against most teams. It's it's uh, the the play that the game uh, that brings the big yardage. The big yard play, the big yardage plays is is that counterplay quite often. Um, but but I thought Lakeland handled that as, as well as anybody has, uh, you know, throughout the game. Uh, the one thing from, from a Popka standpoint that I thought was a, a bright spot offensively, obviously you scored 35 points, you've got some bright spots, excuse me, but was the fact that the Apopka passing game uh, was as successful as it's been yardage-wise in, in a long, long time. Um, 186 yards passing. Uh, now, they weren't flinging the ball down the field. That's not the gig. It's it's more the um, the screen passes, uh, little quick quick looks in uh, by a wide receiver. Uh, you know, Jalen Carter, the big blocking back, scoots out the, the middle of the pack and, and – uh, and nobody covers him because they're expecting a run, and, and uh, you know he he's, he's got great great hands, and he caught that one, and I think it was a forty two yard gain if I remember correctly. But uh, anyway, the, the passing game was much more successful than it has been, and that was I think it needed to be because uh, Lakeland 
you know, somewhat they they were not getting gashed as much as a lot of teams that are by Popka's offense uh, from a ground game standpoint. So uh, Lakeland was was able to at least throw up a little bit of uh, defense against the run, but but Apaka's offense uh, was able to get the ball through the air. And, uh, you know, the the one pass play, the first touchdown, was a 50-yard screenplay to Cornelius Williams. And, you know, it's it's not a whole lot more than a long handoff, but it goes as a pass, and, and you get, you're able to get him into space and, and let him make his moves and, and you know, use his quickness and his just straight up speed and, and get uh, get down the field and, and so I, you know I thought Jacorian Davis Hamilton he, he was the one who connected on all the passing the other night and um, at Lakeland and so I, you know he, I thought he looked as as confident back there with throwing the ball as as, he, as anybody has for a popkin in quite a while so. Uh, you know, that was one bright spot. And you score 35 points, you're going to have some other bright spots, too. But, uh, you know, uh, you're looking, you know if Hopkins can run the ball, but you're looking to see if that passing game uh, can, can get going. And, and it did be a couple weeks ago there at Lakeland. And that's the one thing I... It's great to hear your thoughts and, and observations because as the season unfolds, uh, even bumpily as it has with the weather... It's it's yeah. Once again, it's an exciting team to watch, and one of the great things about Coach Garlington with his innovative mind, yeah, he might run the same quote base offense or very similar base offense from year to year, but he's always adapting. He's always you know adding a new wrinkle here, changing this, adding that. Uh, you adapting to the si- the situation at hand, adapting to his talent, and we've got kind of its. Very, I think, exciting team here. We've got these new guys have all brought something different and unique to the table. I think you know, Jacorian Davis Hamilton, you know, obviously is a great runner, but he he can he as you just mentioned, he's ha- has effectiveness as a passer as well. Um, in fact, even that in that monster game he had in the spring game with over three hundred and seventy yards rushing, he also was three for three passing in that game. Um, and then, of course, uh, you know, and he seems to be kind of a you know, have some good size. He looks like he's about six over six feet tall, six one. Um, then, of course, you've got Cornelius Williams. He's more out of the. He's a speedster. He can just you know jet around the end and get a lot of. As you talked about, if he gets out in space, you know, he you know he makes one guy miss and he's gone. Or if he gets one block, he, he he's gone. And he's a more of the smaller the traditional popular running back around five five or so. Um, not real big. Then of course the the freshman who started got over 200 yards rushing in the the one game that he started due to injury and um, Eric Wright if I'm not mistaken is his name and so it seems like and of course um, uh, Darlington gets a lot of the tough yards um, but between the tackles um, you know um, and, and he's also throws the ball and he and he's also catches the ball as a receiver so it's just um, you know kind of it's 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 an interesting fun team to watch just because each one of these new running back slash receivers. Uh, slash quarterbacks just uh, brings uh, or tailbacks brings something different to the table. Yeah, I don't think that it's in in that way, Roger. It's a very typical pop golf in front of Rick Darlington. Uh, new faces, new, new guys doing it in terms of uh, you know the, the young men who are back there accomplishing it, but uh, and obviously a little different talent wise, but I and and. This group, I think, of skilled players is maybe a little more overall. You know, by the time they're they're out of here, and uh, let's let's you know when guys like Jacory and Davis Hamilton and, and uh, uh, Jackson Darlington and Cornelius Williams. Of course, he's an old guy; he's a junior. But next year, and then even after he leaves, and, and the following year, when the sophomores now are seniors. Uh, you know, if they continue to develop as they should, and there's no reason not to think they won't, uh, is is that you know there's going to be some pretty talented guys. I mean, they're they're already very talented. You can see that. You just expect it to get better as you get older and, and get more experience. And and I don't think there's any doubt. You had Eric Wright, who's a true freshman right now, and you know next year he'll be a sophomore. I mean, next year. Um, you know the the problem's going to be up front, but uh, I, you know they'll they'll come up with some good guys and, and coach them up. Uh, you know offensive line wise. So uh, this is a typical Apopka team, and that these guys have to be 
multi-talented and, and, and perform various tasks. But the first one, Roger, and, and the one we always see is when the ball's in our hand. But the blocking in that offense, if you're not the one with the ball, you've got to be blocking or you're not going to play. It doesn't matter what you can do with the ball. Uh, and then maybe, you know, if if you've got a wing back who's, who's loved and can run the counter play great, but he doesn't block uh, worth a darn the rest when he doesn't have the ball, guess what? He's not going to be out there. And so, you know, you add the blocking on to all those multi-talented uh, guys, and, and that's that's something that uh, they may or may not enjoy doing. Some some guys enjoy it more than others, but uh, they're, they're going to they're going to be able to they're going to have to do that job uh, first, and then after that, they, they have the privilege of carrying the ball, so to speak. But uh, I don't think there's any doubt that. That this group is a very talented group, and you would expect they're only going to get better as they get more experience, not only this season, but over the next year or two. Yeah, we're looking forward to seeing them tonight. Well, John, we're up to our next break. Well, thanks for joining us. Thanks for spending time with us and giving your insights. We look forward to seeing you at the game tonight and, of course, seeing you at halftime for the uh, John Perry Apopka Chief Halftime Report. Good deal. Thanks, Roger. Look forward to it. Take care. Friends, John Perry, editor of the Apopka Chief and planner, newspapers, and, of course, we speak with John tonight at the game at halftime. We're going to go to a quick break. When we come back, we'll continue with Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. Please join us. And, of course, remind you about the game tonight, kickoff 7 p.m. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back. Blue Darter Sports Central, Roger Franklin Williams. Great to be with you today. We look forward to being joined by Coach Darlington later in our show, and around 11.45 or so. Look forward to getting his insights. Want to continue to talk about the game. Once again, I want to remind you that of course, a popular Blue Darter football returns to 1520 WBGW and returns to the field tonight at 7 p.m. We'll have the pregame, Joe Ferraro and I, at 7.45, and then the kickoff begins at 7 p.m. Of course, encourage all of you to get out and attend the game in person, represent the Blue Darters in person, welcome welcome them back after these uh, you know, very disruptive weather events, and even last week's game was even canceled, and... Um, Great to have them back. Get out and support and represent the blue for the Blue Darters tonight. If you can't be there in person, of course, we look forward, Joe and I look forward to having you join us on 1520 WBZW and uh, on 1520WBZW.com. And also encourage you to get the 1520WBZW phone app. Download it to your smartphone and you can take it, take us anywhere that you would want to have us and get the game you know anywhere off of your phone. Before we go back to talking about the game, we'll talk shift more into talking about the matchup with Boone. But I want to once again remind you that our friends over at Porky's are back. They're up and back in business now after being out of power for nine or ten days. A great story on the front page of the Apopka Chief today about the aftermath of Hurricane Irma, how it affected specific people and businesses in Apopka. Porky's was one of the most affected with their power being out for a long time. Well, They've got their power back now, opened on Wednesday, and everything is great at Porky's Original Barbecue. Encourage you to get up there. Now is a great time to go by and see Steve and the gang at Porky's um, and welcome them back. Also, want to let you know that Blue Art Sports Central is sponsored by our friend Dr. Patrick St. Germain, St. Germain Chiropractic, BurnFatOrlando.com. Dr. Patrick St. Germain has been voted best chiropractor for now five years in a row. And also want to give a shout out to, um, of course, our friends over at Florida Door Solutions, who supports all the programs right here on 1520 WBCW, especially Apopka Blue Daughter Athletics. You can find them at FLADoor.com. That's FLADoor.com. Or just give them a call at 866-FLADoor and tell them you're an Apopka Blue Daughter. And especially if you've had any storm damage to your garage door or your garage Florida Door Solutions was the perfect person to call to come out and take care of it looking ahead to the game tonight is to just kind of pick up where I was talking with John is 
you know, and one of the things that's characterized Coach Darlington's entire career at Apopka is head coach both as um, his first time from a uh, you know ninety nine through I believe it two thousand and two was and you know since he's returned is just exciting football. Not only is it a tremendously uh, successful team in terms of wins and losses, championships, state championships, uh, all those things. Of course, we've won three state championships under Coach Darlington's leadership. But th- in addition to that, I mean, you can have a good team. You can have a championship level team. It's not just not necessarily exciting to watch. Well, I can tell you, a popular Blue Daughter football is exciting to watch. And you'll see things literally that you probably have never seen or will not see on a football field in terms of creativity on offense, the kind of talent that we've got executing these plays and formations that Coach Darlington dials up. It's just a super exciting brand of football, and it's one of the things that makes covering it so special. And so we'll talk more about the offensive side of the ball right now, and then you know hopefully we look forward to being joined by Coach D himself here we come back from our 45 break. But as I was mentioning to, to John, is, and as you know, people that follow the program closely know, that going into the season, the mix of the team was a lot of veteran players, a lot of experienced players on the offensive line, good players, players that have uh, established reputations for being good high school football players, players that are being heavily recruited, players that have won already, uh, been awarded uh, all-star accolades. And so obviously going into the season, your offensive, the offensive line was expected to be a strength, and it certainly uh, is, is, is the case. However, on the flip side, the backfield is largely uh, first-year players or younger players. Of course, Jackson Darlington returns. He was a wide rec- starting wide receiver last year as a freshman, and he was, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the number two receiver on the team last year. Um, so he brings some experience, even though he's still young as, as a sophomore. Uh, kind of a steadying hand back there, oftentimes you know, getting the ball out of the shotgun snap, calling the, uh, calling the signals, that, that kind of thing. Um, but... The other players joining him are either first year on varsity or first year as a starter. Cornelius Williams, who did get playing time last year and you know performed very well when he did, um, is now a full fledged starter. Of course, he's missed uh, some time due to injuries, but he is an absolutely exciting player. Lightning quick, about uh, maybe uh, you know five 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 six. Maybe five seven, a hundred and maybe fifty pounds, if that much. Just a true sprinter, speedster type. The guy, if he gets a block on the edge, he'll be gone. If if uh, he gets a block, you know, in space or puts a move on the guy, and, um, guy misses, he's gone. So you, you never, any time, Cornelius Williams gets the ball in his hands, it could it could be a touchdown and it could be a long touchdown. There's also Jacorian Davis Hamilton, who of course made a huge splash in the spring game with over 370 yards rushing and about 100 yards passing, in addition to that, on three for three passing, who is kind of a bigger guy. He's, um, I'd say, about 6'1". And, you know, kind of a strong fellow, uh, doesn't quite look that big um, on the field, but when you get close to him, he's got some size to him and strength. And so, and he also is, is a runner that can break tackles, and he's also very explosive in terms of outrunning people and explosive in terms of making people miss. So he's added a tremendous dimension, oftentimes playing the, the tailback position in the single wing and also has had some success, as John mentioned, throwing the ball as well. In fact, Popka had 186 yards passing last week, at, uh, two weeks ago at Lakeland. Then, of course... Um, Jalen Carter is the blocking back, and he uh, is, once again, one of those incredibly exciting players to watch and a very interesting player in terms of his versatility. Now, of course, Jackson Darlington, very versatile as well. Uh, plays, I think, the tailback position out of the single wing, also will play a running back position, also plays receiver. You'll see him split out at receiver. He throws, runs, and catches all during the course of a game. It does Jackson Darlington. Now, Jalen Carter has his own, I guess, unique version of versatility in that, and he actually got playing time last year as a freshman, 
I think maybe even started some games as a freshman at the blocking back position. We're number 42 last year. He's number 88 this year. Can't miss him. One of the biggest players on the field, still just a sophomore, and the blo- the very crucial blocking back position in Coach Darlington's single-wing offense. In fact, we've heard Coach Darlington say on this program that the blocking back position is the key player on the whole offense. Makes with His blocking makes everything go. Well, and so... You know, Jalen Carter, the huge Jalen Carter, which I guess I don't know exactly what is. I've never seen his his size listed, height and weight, but I would say uh, just looking at him, he's probably about 6'4", about 250 to 260, uh, all muscle. Well, of course, he does an outstanding job as the blocking back in Coach D's single-wing offense, but he, most recently he's actually caught a, a pass or two and actually made some long runs after catching those passes, sometimes lined up at the tight end or a receiver position. And then he has also um, run the ball a time or two and had great success running the ball as well. So, in fact, he looks like a, literally like a steaming locomotive uh, running down the field, and nobody really seems to be too, uh, too excited about getting in front of him. Anyway, just want to share some of the individual players with you so you kind of get a feel of the kind of excitement with Apopka football. And then, of course, um, Eric Wright made his debut as a freshman over at Okoy and actually gained over 220 yards and scored three touchdowns in his very first game starting as a freshman, which to me is literally mind-boggling. But, of course, that goes back to, once again, that veteran offensive line. We've had, I believe, at least three players this year um, have over one have a game where they had over 100 yards rushing. Jacorian Davis Hamilton, and in some cases, you know, some of these players have had multiple 100 yard rushing games. And I'm including the preseason game as well. Um, but three players have had over 100 yards rushing. Jacorian Davis Hamilton is one of them. Eric Wright is one of them. Cornelius Williams is one of them. And that's just a huge tribute not only to the versatility of our talent and, of course, starting with Coach Darlington and his creativity and <laughs> dialing up ball plays and schemes to get these guys uh, loose, but also to the offensive line. I mean, that's a huge compliment to the offensive line to have three different players already in this very young season go over, uh, have over 100 yards rushing. So that's a little bit of the flavor of the offense. And, of course, as we mentioned, mixed in a few more passes last week at, excuse uh, me, two weeks ago, the last game we played, at Lakeland and to the tune of 186 yards passing. Now, you know some of that yardage uh, was on runs after the catch, but still it's, it's, it goes down as, as passing yardage, and that's a, a big number for a Popka, 186 yards passing last week. So another wrinkle in this year's offense. And, of course, um, it faltered a little bit last week, but, but generally speaking, and especially going back to the spring game on this year's team, the defensive line has been stalwart shut down some talented running backs and running games. We expect that to, to continue. Um, we're looking forward to that. But, um, you know, the defense, uh, you know, had a t- you know, maybe with the exception of the local game, but the defense has been very good this year, and that'll be something to continue to keep our eyes on as we look forward is combining that very explosive offense, the veteran offensive line, the good, the, the talented offensive line with the young, talented running backs and pairing that up with an excellent defense as well. So a lot to look forward to, a lot of exciting things coming to come for Apopka football. And before we go to the next break, remind you of the game. Apopka Blue Daughter football is back on 1520 WBCW tonight. Kickoff, 7 p.m., Roger Williams Field, Apopka High School campus. And we'll have all the action for you right here on 1520 WBZW and 1520WBZW.com and via the 1520WBZW phone app. And as we go to, and we're playing the visiting Boone Braves, a school with their own long history and tradition going all the way back to 1952 when they were established along with Orlando Edgewater after the old Orlando High School was split into two. So, in fact, one of our former coaches, one of our former great coaches, Coach Tommy Bolin, um, left Apopka back you know, in the early 60s where he had some great teams and great players back in the George Kevin, Dan Goolsby era. Um, 
and um, went over to, and, and was a longtime coach at Boone and really carved out a tremendous legacy over at Boone High School after leaving Apopka. A little background for you there. Anyway, we're going to go to the next break. When we come back, we look forward to being joined by Coach Rick Darlington on Blue Darter Sports Central. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central. Roger Franklin Williams, great to be with you. Once again, I want to remind you, football is back. Friday night football is back. In a popkin, it's back throughout the state of Florida. Games resume tonight. Of course, the Blue Darters will be playing 7 p.m. right here on the campus of Apopka High School, and we'll have all the action for you on 1520 WBZW. I'll be joined by, of course, Joe Ferraro, and you can get us online at 1520WBZW.com, of, of course. Do we have Coach? You know, look forward to be joined by Coach Darlington here in a moment, and um, we'll continue to talk about the game. Of course, Boone Braves visit us, and in the meantime, want to let you know that our friends over at Porky's Original Barbecue are back. It got hit pretty hard post-Irma. Power was out for nine or ten days. Well, Porky's is back in business, looking forward to having you come over and serving you. And, well, one big advantage for the team tonight, the team will be having their pregame meal, courtesy of Porky's Original Barbecue, a popkit. And with that kind of uh, fuel, no way the guys can lose. Uh, now, as I said before, visiting Boone Braves, Boone's coming in 2-0. and We are officially 1-1. One and one. We had a opening night victory on the road at Okoy. Nice, I believe it was like 44-7 victory there. Then had the kind of strange game against visiting Miami New Orleans. We were leading at half. Game got suspended by long lightning delay, and um, game was never resumed. So that's a question mark. Still unfinished. Then we took the road trip down to Lakeland for the very exciting game. Came up a little short, 42-35. to 35. A game that was played on a Thursday instead of Friday due to weather. So that brings you up to date. And then, of course, last week's game against Dr. Phillips, much highly anticipated game against Dr. Phillips, who, of course, is another power and a very strong team and program that we have a lot of history with. They, um, and we'll be playing them, that's been rescheduled. We'll talk to more about that later. But um, that game was canceled, as were all the games throughout Central Florida. So looking forward to having Boone come over, coached by Coach Andy Johnson. As John had shared with us, they uh, kind of have gone more to a running Team now, uh, kind of an option, which includes some option game. And Boone is always kind of one of those programs in recent years under both Coach Andy Johnson and, of course, before him, uh, longtime coach, Coach Phil Ziegler, who was there for 23 years. Kind of a really scrappy kind of a program. Um, You know, kind of a, some might say, overachieving type of program. Um, and so it's always interesting to watch. You can always expect them to be give a lot of effort and to be pretty fundamentally sound when you play them. But right now, I do believe we have Coach Darlington. Well, let's go to Coach Rick Darlington right now. Coach, thank you for joining us. You're welcome, Roger. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm really excited about getting back uh, you know, on track here and having a Friday night football game. Oh, gosh. That's what we're all thinking. Just getting back to some resemble the normal thing. Now, that kind of leads to the, I guess, my first question. It, I mean, it, I just know from my own experience during baseball, one of the things that I always found incredibly frustrating were, were rain delays during a game. And, um, you know, it, it, it has a tendency to, to, you know, some guys have it to, uh, to, to cause you to lose focus or hard, hard to maintain your focus because you never know when you're going to start playing again and all that kind of thing. But and I, you know, this has been like some kind of a like a, a perfect storm of of delays, lightning delays, games postponed, games canceled, moved. Has that presented challenges to you as a coach? Oh yeah, it's been a very unusual season. You know, with uh, we got to play against Maitland, it was soggy. You know, and then a cold was drizzly, and then Moreland, you know, we had the rain, lightning delay, which they decided that they were hungry and left at halftime. So 
those three were unusual, you know, and then we had the hurricane come in. And so then we had to move the Lakeland game up to Thursday. And then the next week, with beautiful weather on Friday, but no school the rest of the week. We didn't get to play DP. So it's just been weird. You know, it seems like rain has affected everything we've been doing for like the last month or three months. Now, can you? I'd like to get your thoughts on the Lakeland game. As I was talking to John, and I made the comment, it just it was, from a fan's point of view, from an observer's point of view, it's just a fascinating and interesting game to watch on a lot of levels. Of course, you had the the whole story of, of you returning to your alma mater, playing against your own personal high school football coach, where you started your coaching career. Um, and then, of course, two two great programs. And but the, the game w- was interesting too, in that. You know, things kind of started kind of sluggishly. We had that terrible field position for, I guess, most of the the first quarter, and then by the time it was all over, it was like uh, you know two heavyweight champions uh, beating on one another with a, a game of huge big plays and big scoring plays. Can you? you, know, you what, what were your thoughts on the Lakeland game? Yeah, we're disappointed in it, you know, because I knew it would be tough to go in there and win, you know, because they are a really good program, well coached, good players. You know, I, I really was kind of our defense playing a little better. You know, obviously we played really, really bad run defense that game. And it was unusual because the first half with the horrible field position in our backs to the wall, the defense played pretty well. But then in the second half, when we had to step up and get it done, we did not get it done. So that was disappointing, you know. And uh, we, 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 we threw the whole kitchen sink down as far as players in this back. You know, we, we were able to generate some yards and points on them, but, you know, not enough to win. You know, so in the second half, we went up twice and couldn't hold the lead. You know, they, they took it back and won the game. So it, it's disappointing to lose at any point. No question. They're definitely a, a good team, and, you know, you know, I'm sure we'll find lessons from it. Hopefully make us better, but doesn't make it feel any better. Now, one of the things is, as an observer, I found interesting was it, it seemed like, if I, if I remember correctly, we came out, you know, when we had that terrible field position to open the game even, but we were not uh, in the single, you know, the traditional single wing, but in more like of a spread offense with, with wide receivers out there. Can, can you talk about, about that decision? Well, you know, we had to strong. We've been practicing some stuff for like, you know, for months, you know, because I know how they're going to defend because, uh, you know, I coach there and I know what they do on defense and offense. So, you know, we just thought that would work out. You know, it's stuff they had to see. You know, so some of it was good, some of it wasn't good. You know, it's one of those things you just kind of always trying to make a game plan to attack the opponent that you're going against. And we, one of the, the things about the game was we had a over 186, over 180 yards passing, uh, which is you know more than we normally have passing. Um, can you can you talk about how that involved? Was that part of your game plan going in to to, to, to do some um, more passing? I don't know if it was part of it going. Seems like I thought I'm thinking, hey, we're gonna throw a lot, but it just seemed like the opportunities presented themselves, and I thought Corey handled himself well. He played with a lot of poise that night against a really good team. So you know, it was. Uh, he did a good job. I hope he continues to develop in the, in the throwing game because I don't think it's more dangerous than we can throw it you know, as well as we run it. No. Coach, one of the things coming into the season, is, as we've talked about probably a lot, is just kind of the somewhat unique nature of the makeup of this team in that you had the very veteran offensive line, you know, players that have got a lot of experience, have got a lot of experience, you know, successful experience, and then many of the the guys in the backfield uh, um, are, are either young players or even first-year starters. You know, an exception is is Jackson, your son Jackson Darlington, who's actually started last year as a freshman, and you've got and I think well, he did a receiver in our spread sets. That's not like it's the time. You know, we didn't. We don't have any starters back in the backfield. Cornelius Williams, he played a good bit last year. You know, but he's the only junior we have. The rest were sophomores and freshmen. You know, so we got against Lakeland. It was all sophomores and freshmen besides Beal. You know, Eric Wright's a freshman. Fred Young played a bunch. He was a sophomore. Jackson was a sophomore. Corey's a sophomore. Jalen Carter's a sophomore. So all the guys that touched the ball except for Zion Hill, you know, will be back for one or two more years after this year. Now, now, how would from to this point? You know, of course, we're putting up big numbers. These guys have been having some some big nights uh, in terms of the yards gained. Um, across, you know, all, from your perspective, how how what are your thoughts on how the team has has developed to this point? 
on offense? Um, I think we're getting better. You know, I mean, I think that you know having a week off and coming back, you know, maybe it refreshed us a little bit. We've had pretty good practices this week for the most part. You know, and uh, so I think we're getting, I think we're getting better. And, and what we're doing and, and understanding blocking schemes and how things work and all that. So, you know, we're looking forward to this next section of uh, of the season. You know, it's, it's definitely going to get hectic with those three games and eight days coming up here a little bit. Now, of course, we played Boone tonight. What do you expect from Boone? What can you know our listeners and our you know, the the fans w- w- expect from from Boone? What kind of team are they? Well, unusually for. Mood is they uh, they're running like kind of an option offense now, which is unusual. You know, which I think it's a good decision. You know, he said that they've got those kind of kids in their program. Again, anytime you do something different, I think you give yourself a chance. So I think they're doing the right thing. You know, it's kind of like a Brantley type style offense with you know two two slots and you know motion and that kind of thing. So we'll see how it is. But you know they're going to be tough and always well coached. Andy Johnson does a really good job over there. He's a really good fella. You know, real good coach, good person. So just and, and Andy's one of those guys too. You don't twist his arm to play you. You know when you call him up and say you want to play, whether he thinks he can compete with you that year or not. Because I think in the field he's kind of got a young team, but you know he he always say he has to play, which is you know, I respect that. You know because a lot of people won't play us. You know. Great, great point. Well, Coach, we wish it's great to have you back. We're real excited about the game tonight, and wish you uh, your best wishes to you tonight. And uh, yeah, I hear a little rumor you guys are going to be having your pregame meal at Porky's, which uh, yeah, I might have a little extra uh, advantage as well. Well, it won't be at Porky's, but they're catering it to our cafeteria where we eat our pregame meal. We're very thankful they are doing that. You know, I do love that that barbecue there, man. <laughs> I could go for one of those brisket sandwiches about now. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Coach, great to speak with you. Thank you, and uh, we look forward to speaking to you soon. Best wishes tonight. Okay, Roger. Thank you, man. On 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.